0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the On the Rocks podcast presented by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Patrick Saunders, and we're going to be recapping and running down the 2021 Home Run Derby and All Star game at Coors Field. 91st edition of the Midsummer Classic and Lodo at Coors Field, and the Rockies did a pretty darn good job of pulling that off especially on short notice after the game got moved from Atlanta so Patrick we'll start off top of the show with of course the highlight of the weekend no I'm not talking about the celebrity softball game although I know you like that or the futures game about seriously I do like that home run derby and Pete Alonso put on a show once again but pretty much every other guy in the derby showed up pretty well too
1: yeah I thought it was awesome you know I I am not a huge home run derby guy. I thought it got it's gotten a little stale, um, you know. I mean, it, it basically is guys hitting home runs against a clock. And but I tell you what, I don't know if it was the Coors Field factor or the field or Shohei Otani being involved in Trevor's story, but I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, the uh, the Soto versus Otani duel. Uh, which went to the three uh, three swing off, I guess is what they were calling it. Uh, Double overtime. What's that?
0: Double overtime.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. that was great stuff. Uh, the players were obviously, to use a Bud Black term, they were digging it. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I thought Coors Field showed up really well. Uh, there was a there was an excitement. There's electricity to to the entire week. I thought. Uh, the game itself was yeah it was okay nothing special but you know that happens uh, but overall I th- I thought the derby was was terrific uh, Trevor Story acquitted himself well um, I thought Nolan's presence there at the game where Nolan came out and supported Story and prompted the the fans to to get behind him and cheer him I thought that was cool.
0: How about Trey Mancini as well, putting on the yeah, show...
1: Yeah. Hey, I missed that. Yes, you're right. I mean, the guy, you know, overcome stage three colon cancer to become a finalist in the Home Run Derby. Uh, you know, the only thing was, you know, Shohei didn't really do much. I mean, he's okay in the Derby. He rallied in the first round and hit a bomb. But did he had it, a hit couple, bunch of bombs.
0: He had a couple chances to win it there, those first he, two, before he it got to the swingoff. He swing did.
1: Off. He did. You know, and then, you know, he only had one at bat and pitched one inning and that was kind of anticlimactic but for the most part i thought it was great uh save for the uniforms which were god-awful i don't know what those were that was
0: who was in charge of that that was that was just like a mailed it in effort
1: yeah that was well it's one of those things i'm not sure who designed it i suppose we cared that much which i don't we could delve into who designed them and why I don't know if it was somebody from MLB or Nike, whatever. Uh, the blue ones were okay, the, the American leagues. They were okay. The white ones that the, the home team, the National League, wore, uh, they were just awful. And I think that's almost a universal opinion. The only thing I liked about it, Kyle, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, on the the reverse side, the back side, they had a bunch of stars which signified how many home how many all-star games the players have been in. Yeah. That was cool.
0: That was I mean, really cool.
1: I liked that a lot. And somebody had to point it out to me what those meant. That was a nice touch. But they looked – some people said they looked like pajamas. I think they looked like glorified T-shirts. Um, you know, my dad, my dad is – you know, my dad will be 90 in September, and he's a baseball fan since he was a little kid. He's like, whatever happened to the day where you could – you saw the players and you could tell what team they were representing, right? Well, in this case, you had to look at their ball cap. Um, yeah, the, I don't mind new jerseys and find a new way to do it, but this, well, let's not dwell too much on it, but those those were awful.
0: Those are awful. Even lambasted by Dusty Saunders, so you know yes. they're pretty bad. Yes. Uh, but to your point, I did like the the touch with the number of stars on the back beneath the number to signify that, but – With the uniform overall, I agree, it looked like a screen print Middle League jersey and no hometown significance to the jersey whatsoever. 98 that had the mountain for the A on the National League and American League jerseys. And to your point, I'd be fine with, you know, wearing your own team's jersey with a special patch or flair to it as well, because I also like seeing all the different jerseys and teams out there.
1: You know, here's what I thought. I can't believe we're riffing so much on the jerseys. But, hey, you know, it, it's, it's, a hot it's an topic. exhibition game. It matters. So we have all these teams, not all of them, but a number of teams are doing these, uh, for lack of a better term, their uh, their city uniforms, right? right. The, the Boston's done it. Miami's done it. Giants. Chicago Black Sox is awesome. Uh, San Francisco's going to do it. The Dodgers. If they've done something like that, right, where – Maybe replace the Cardinals with some cool St. Louis thing, or if they'd done that and been experimental, I would have been on board with that. I think that would have been cool. But these, nah, they didn't. They didn't cut it. But but overall, Kyle, and let's be honest, whenever a big event comes to your town, like the All Star Game to to Denver, to Colorado, for guys like us, it means a lot of work. It does. I'm just gonna be honest. And you kind of look at it and you think, oh, no. I mean, I'm being honest here. But overall, I thought it was a pretty cool experience. And I got the vibe from the players that I talked to that they were loving it. Yeah. The only other thing was too many of them opted out.
0: Yeah, and actually, Rob Manfred addressed that at the BBWA meeting on Tuesday. And I was surprised to learn, I didn't know this, but that – if you're elected to the All-Star game, attendance is mandatory. So yeah. Manfred made, made a point to say, we'll be following up on those who didn't opt out, namely the Astros, whom he was asked about. None okay. of the electees showed, probably not wanting to get booed. And he said, we'll be following up and be doling out, probably fines, I would guess, to those who didn't meet the standards, health,
1: Yeah, and, and one of the things, I've, and, and I need to, to look into this more, I suppose, but uh, certain guys who have uh, clauses in their contracts where they get a bonus if they make an all-star team or whether they get a gold glove or a silver slugger or their top 10 MVP, whatever. I'm wondering, let's say Jacob deGrom from the Mets, who by all accounts is the best pitcher in baseball right now, decided he didn't want to come because he wanted to spend time with his family. He wanted to rest up for the second half and the pennant race, et cetera. Uh, so he basically didn't think it was important enough to come. Well, okay, fine. Uh, I mean, he, he's got to wear that, and if that's his choice, that's his choice, and whether Manfred and the MLB will look into it and penalize him in some form or fashion, I don't know. But I'd be curious to know if he has a clause in his contract where he gets $50,000, let's say, for going, being selected to the All-Star game. Well, you know, if he just decides to show up, not show up and he's not hurt, uh, he just says, you know what, it's a hassle, I just don't need it, well, then maybe you shouldn't get the $50,000. Now, I'm not saying that is the case with Jacob DeGrom, but I'm saying I'm sure a number of players have a clause in the contract about all-star incentives. Um, if they do and they get paid, well, they should make every effort to show up.
0: On The Rocks Podcast, that's Patrick Saunders. This is Kyle Newman running down the all-star weekend. So I'll give the Derby an A. Yeah. I'll give the game, I you know. A C plus, and then... yeah,
1: that's that's good. C plus. It was, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot memorable outside of Vlad's 468 foot home run, which was awesome. Other than that, it was yeah, it was all right.
0: Yeah, Vladdy's shot was the highlight of the game, and then of course Eremon coming on with a one two three inning. Uh, his his wife and son in the crowd, and from Venezuela, you know, he got a roaring ovation when he came in, a roaring ovation when he came off. He doffed his cap tapped his heart. It was a good moment to see, especially for a guy, you know, he shaky start to the start of the season. He had that outing against San Francisco, didn't make it out of the first inning, and then he turned on the Jets, .75 ERA in his last five starts, flirted with a no-no, and then comes on to the big stage, goes one, two, three. After he was, I thought he got checked for sticky stuff, but umps were just asking him to remove his arm sleeve. So even in the all-star game, can't be too fancy. Arm sleeve on a glove hand.
1: Yeah, exactly, because that distracts the the um uh the batter and you know and that's not just an all-star game rule of course that's a regular season rule too um i do want to say this um and i'm sure i'll piss some people off because i'm praising the rockies but i'm going to praise the rockies and you mentioned this to start off they took over Kind of politically charged situation when the game was moved from Atlanta to kind Denver of? on short notice. Kind of right?
0: politically car- charged.
1: Yeah, okay, very politically yeah. charged. Uh, they put on a terrific show. Um, everything I heard, the the and MLB takes takes over a lot of this. Right. But still, the Rockies in the city and county of Denver and the state of Colorado had to be on board too. Uh, everything I've heard, the uh, you know, well, you went to the play ball a thing that was terrific.
0: Yeah, let me comment on um, that real quick because that was yeah. that was pretty impressive it, at the Colorado Convention Center and, and right outside of it. And I went to a couple panels there. I saw Ken Griffey Jr. talk about you know race and baseball along with some other guys. Our esteemed friend Thomas Harding hosting right. that panel. Shout out to him. He did a terrific job with that. And yeah, I took my kids there, took my son there a couple times. He loved it, he loved the kid zone, the the face painting, everything and, you know, decent lines, you know, uh, on Sunday, okay lines on Monday. But shout out to all the volunteers that were there because there were just hundreds and probably thousands of volunteers there keeping things moving and making sure the kids and the families had a good time. And all free of charge if you got your tickets in advance. So it was, it was an awesome event. So MLB also, of course, deserves a lot of credit in that as well. And I'm putting on the draft. We didn't even mention that. We talked about the Celebrity Softball game, the Futures game, just all of these elements now, and the draft, of course, probably are going to be part of All-Star Weekend going forward.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, in MLB, that's they're doing with the cooperation of the Rockies and, and the officials here in Denver. Uh, but I, w- I will say this, this is where people are probably going to get mad at me for saying, it, but what the hell. Um, I had not been to McGregor Square, even though it's been open for quite a few months now. Uh, but I got to admit, that's where they had the the media day. It's where they had the big press conference, the little promenade area there or whatever. Uh, having that connected to the ballpark, that really was, worked really well. Right. That was cool. And with the, I the really, red carpet and everything? Yeah, I was impressed. I thought, you know, like I said, I've been to a lot of other All-Star games. And I remember the one in Miami, which was a disaster in my opinion. This just kicked its butt. I, I thought overall, even though the game itself was you know, C+, plus, as you and I both agree, tip of the cap to everybody. I thought it was well done. Uh, it, it showcased Denver well outside of the hazy horse fire air, but nothing we can do about that. Uh, terrific job all the way around.
0: Okay, final closing note. How did this one compare to 98? Did it live up to the, the bar that 98 set? Did it exceed it? And – Hopefully, are we going to see another game before 23 years? I would hope. I hope it... I guess 2040.
1: So... Yeah, crossed. well, I'll be dead by then, so I don't <laughs> know. So, um, well, maybe not. I don't know what do i to say. I hope this? not. Jeez, I man. might not be dead. I may be dead. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, the 98 game, which I was at, uh, believe it or not, as a reporter. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember. I think... I still think given... The star power of the 98 game and the fact that Coors Field was so new and baseball was so new to Denver and the, the buzz around it, I still think the 98 experience was beat this. But that's okay. Um, you know, that first time is always kind of the best time. Uh, so 98, I think still tops to 2021, but this was pretty darn good.
0: On the Rocks podcast. That's Patrick Saunders. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to the show today. Head to DenverPost.com/slash-rockies for continued coverage of the team throughout the second and a half of the season and into the off season. Appreciate you listening in. And until next time, folks. Take it easy.